0: I-V-M.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech Careers in the New, the new podcast series presented by Accenture. I'm your host, Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay. In this podcast series, we'll get you the latest and greatest in the world of technology that's shaping the future of business as we know it. We're talking intelligent platforms, cloud, AI, blockchain, extended reality, and a whole lot more. Every fortnight on Wednesdays, we'll have for you a hot topic with expert speakers from Accenture talking about top trends in the space, how these are changing the world and creating growth across industries. And more importantly, we'll tell you how you can learn more, build your skills and expertise to grow and stay relevant in your career. So, this episode is the last episode of this season of Tech Careers in the New. It's been a wonderful journey talking and sitting down with all these amazing and interesting people working in tech at Accenture. I definitely have a better understanding of how careers are built in this space, and I hope you do as well. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. This week on the show, we are discussing 5G technology. Now, 5G has seen some massive deployments this year, 2019. As a technology platform, you may have heard, it's the new standard in cellular technology and a massive upgrade on the current generation of networks worldwide. Experts say 5G will fundamentally transform mobile tech and what it means for all of us. Companies in every industry are getting ready for the coming of the 5G revolution. Today we're discussing the implementation of 5G by teams at Accenture. We'll discuss key challenges Accenture clients face while expanding within the 5G space. How new the technology is or how feasible it is to deploy. We'll strategize about use cases and business models, architectural and platform innovation in the domain, and the operational complexity and a lot more. To demystify all of this, of course, we have more experts with us from the field, Anita Kimbavi, Tech Portfolio Delivery Lead, Advanced Technology Centers, India, and Mathangi Sadilya, Managing Director, Industry Practice Lead, CMT, Advanced Technology Centers, India. All right. Welcome to the show, Anita Matangi. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for making the trip to Mumbai for this recording. Uh, I know you have a lovely uh, setup uh, in, uh, in the Accenture campus in Bangalore, of course. And uh, you've made made the trip here on a rainy day. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you all the much more. Uh, Welcome to the show. And of course, uh, we're here to talk about a very interesting topic today, which unlike most of the other uh, conversations I've had with uh, folks, uh, is actually a topic which is so new that... uh, we really want to know uh, what is uh, what is the tech career in a space like this. And we're talking about 5G, of course. Anita, if you could uh, maybe introduce yourself uh, and a little bit of background uh, before we get started.
2: Sure. Thanks, Shaladitya. And it's always a pleasure to be in Bombay. I'm a Mumbaiite. Ah. So, you know, it's always great to come back. Um, so I've been with Accenture close to 17 years. And of that, the last uh, 10 to 12 years has been in what we call as communication media telecom industry. And I've been working closely with uh, clients who are in the telco space. Um, so that's a little bit about me.
1: Okay, lovely. And I realized you have a perfect radio voice, uh, which means you've have, you must have done this before.
2: No, but I think uh, this has definitely got me inspired. So maybe a few other episodes with you.
1: Okay, lovely. Vatangi, could you also give us a background of yourself, please? uh,
2: Thank
0: you, Shiladitya, for having us here. Um, Extremely excited to do this. Uh, I've been with Accenture for 16 years now. And uh, all my career in Accenture has been with um, communications media technology. I run the industry practice for comms media technology right now from india from atci mm-hmm. and um, this is one of the the areas that we are investing a lot on looking at how we can increase capability for our people and and also learning and reading as we go along so uh, it's not it's so new that we are also learning a lot in the process so extremely excited to be here
1: thank you so much and in fact i will ask you further on this sure. exactly right you mentioned the practice which the, the discipline which you are in is anyway so new. How does that bring us to what we're talking about today, which is 5G and how, what, what really is it? What is? actually the big new thing with 5g
0: yeah at the very basic uh, it's it's another standard in cellular technology and we've heard about uh, i mean the the generations in cellular technology has evolved over over the years now and we've all heard about at least 3g 4g is something that that everybody Sorry. would have heard about and it's it's a real step change from the fourth generation to the fifth generation, actually, in terms of mobile technology specifically, that's that's five G at the at the very basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this means is, um, I mean, there are two three ways to look at it. Um, uh, most um, you know discussions that you would be hearing about five G talks about three key attributes of five uh, G like uh, uh, there's there's low latency and reliability, there's uh, very high throughput and bandwidth available in terms of mobile broadband specifically and last but not the least is about uh, massive communication between devices so this is kind of the three attributes that you would normally hear about 5G when you talk about it. Uh, one interesting uh, other way I've seen it being introduced in terms of what characteristics 5G brings or how do you define the networks for 5G is um, what uh, Hans Westberg, the CEO of Verizon, was talking about in uh, in January this year at the CES, which is uh, eight currencies of 5G, as he calls it. So it's mm-hmm. it's about throughput and service deployment. And, and we could go into details of this, um, you know, eventually, But but it's about throughput and service deployment. It's about connectivity and mobility. It's about uh, latency and reliability and uh, last but not the least is is how can you uh, make sure that uh, energy efficiency is also available in, in this context with, with the power of 5G.
1: Wonderful. Uh, there's so many broad competencies, you know, we just spoke about. Why are they very relevant and what would you say, you know, it means in the context of what 5G brings to the table? Like, why these capabilities and why now?
2: So, I think going back to what he said, right? Broadly, when we talk about 5G, it's three main capabilities. So, let's take a look at each one of them. Enhanced mobile broadband, which is actually about, you know, ultra high data speeds. Right. What that means is typically in a 4G, you know, if you're trying to download a high definition movie, which is of, you know, one hour uh, kind of movie length, it would take at least 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But here we are talking about less than a minute of, you know, download of a movie that we're talking about in 5G. So that is what would be, uh, you know, ultra high speed. The other capability that we're talking about is, you know, low latency and reliability. Mm -hmm. So what does latency mean? Latency uh, typically means that the time it takes for a data to travel over the network you know, to the central processor and back again. So that whole length, the time taken to do that. And when we talk about low latency, we're talking about all of this happening in a blink of an eye. And then, of course, when you look at the applications of, of you know, this capability, be it gaming or, you know, any of the um, connected car kind of things is, is quite uh, important and critical. And the third capability that we talk about is the, you know, high device uh, density of connection. Um, where we are looking at, you know, Internet of Things and connected uh, world where we'll have 1 billion uh, kind of devices mm-hmm. around and you know, the connection that is needed to m- enable this. Um, so that those are the three broad capabilities that we are looking at.
1: Interesting. And by the way, again, to a person who's not introduced to this uh, level of uh, technology yet, like like most of us out there, uh, we actually already live in a world where things are fast and that things are faster than what they used to be. Uh, I think we've become used to just, You know, wanting things instantly and getting it, uh, whether it's a movie, whether it's our food, whether it's whatever it is, right? Uh, Why would you say, just to elaborate on these three, why would you say this is a massive big jump in capabilities, uh, even with this, with the advent of this? Like, how much faster can it really get?
2: So, I mean... uh lot of these exist. I mean, if you look at the evolution, right? 1G, 2G, 3G. Right. The evolution of speed has always been there. Right. Now with 5G, we are talking about blink of a second. We are talking about reliability uh, coming in as well from the service providers. For example, you know, uh, could we have, uh, envisaged uh, remote robotic surgery. Mm. Uh, but with the speed and the latency that, you know, this uh, the 5G capability brings in, I think these are possibilities that we are looking at. Right. Martin, anything you would like to add? Yeah, maybe, um, I mean, how
0: faster could it get? I mean, today, the fastest that you can think of in terms of connectivity is with your uh, cable connections, right? right? I mean, your fiber and your broadband. Now, think about... Um, being able to connect homes or connect areas where you do not even have cable, but with similar speeds, then the speed really matters. It's not just about moving from, can I download uh, a movie in 10 minutes to one minute? It's not just uh, improving the lives of people who have it, but but actually providing it to people who don't have it. So that's, I think, the biggest change that 5G can bring
1: in. That's interesting. In fact, uh, you know, to dive deeper into that. How does the tech actually work? How are we able to actually you know, grow uh, from what we are, what is the state of the art today to what 5G brings to the table? Could, could we go deeper into
0: that? Sure, yeah and I think it's a combination of multiple things. I mean, there's a there's lot of improvement in the technology um, I, I mean, not to trivialize the, the years and years of research that uh, people in the communications industry have put in to get it to this uh, stage, but um, very simply talking about um, how the communication works I mean, even whether it's 4G or 5G there's, there's always going to be two parts of your network really the radio network and the core network the radio network is where you're actually talking to the your tower or antenna for example talks to your devices and consumers who are connecting on a mobile device to get hooked onto the network and then continue with the communication so that continues and the core network also continues but how you do the communication kind of changes so in 5g there is um, two three things which are changing so number one is the spectrum What's happening now today, the the spectrum that's available for mobile devices is um, really the less than six gigahertz spectrum. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen now with 5G is the spectrum, the higher bandwidth spectrum is going to be made available. So greater than 30 gigahertz. Now, this then means you use a different technology like millimeter wave uh, for, for accessing the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, which also means, I mean, because you're using millimeter wave, the range is much lesser. So you need a larger, uh, either a denser network or you need more small cells to help deliver the signal communication across. So that's that's one change, that you get a new spectrum, you get more bandwidth, more capacity, you can support more devices. That's, that's one of the most important things. The technology to support large number of concurrent users, another important technology component within 5G is um, called Massive MIMO, which is multiple input, multiple output, so you can talk mm-hmm. to more devices more users at the same time and they all continue to keep the the larger throughput capacity for a longer period of time mm-hmm. so that's another important you know change in technology mm-hmm. and another important change in technology is the way this this massive mimo units communicate so from the radio station to the the end user kind there is a new um, ability to stream the the beams it's called beam forming where instead of uh, dispersing the beam to a larger area it's kind of directed just to the user or the device which makes it very uh, very much more reliable in terms of the connectivity and also ability to get the you know the larger bandwidth for a longer period of time so that's that's kind of the very um at a high level right. key components within the technology which kind of makes 5g um more interesting better yeah, yeah. and uh, i mean most operators today are not thinking about changing the radio network first they're going to uh, changing that core network first they're going to probably look at just the radio network and then eventually i mean actually use the 4g core network and then eventually move to the new 5G core network Correct. as well so it's it's going to be a, a process that will take a while and and the 4G 5G all of this will live together for for a while to come it's not it's not going to happen uh, today tomorrow that everybody moves to 5G so
1: of course it's always a gradual progression yeah. in fact when you mention uh, multiple mimo i think i think even again from a consumer angle a lot of home routers already have this sort of technology absolutely, right i absolutely. think uh, you already get uh, the ability to you know homes are the first place where device density has begun where everyone, you have multiple phones, you have your TV, you have your, you know, other various uh, smart devices which are constantly connected. So I think that's where beamforming and everything has already sort of entered our homes in some way, (laughs) but it's going to now go outside our homes to the larger network.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And uh, to follow up on this question, since you mentioned anything from an operator level when such changes happen right and uh, when new spectrum especially is introduced there's also a overarching regulatory angle to all of this right it's not just that tomorrow someone makes a device and i can go buy it and plug in a new sim and suddenly i'll be 5g compatible there's a lot to apart from that no, there's a non-tech angle to Absolutely. the rollout of 5g What's your take on that, and how do you think uh, worldwide this is being done?
0: No, very much, very much uh, mm-hmm. relevant, and and I think it's a it's a great question because there is a lot of debate going on globally also as to uh, how much should the government interfere, intervene, and should there be a lot more regulation now with five G or or lesser, and I mean every country you would have seen that is all there is a state owned or a government owned. A telecom provider that's like the norm yeah. the BSNL in India and, and so on and there are also private players and there is also discussion about should I mean fiber is, is also critical I mean we're not just talking about mobile here you really need to even densify your fiber network in order to secure the you know the base net the core network which you're yeah. going to hook on and and hence uh, should the government take a larger role in terms of just laying out the fiber and then uh, allow Operators to come and use that, like right. what's happening in Australia, for example, with the NBN, the National Broadcasting Network, and so on. And and there was also a recent debate in the North America where, when Trump came and announced that um, that there's going to be a lot more regulation that the the government is going to um, you know bring in for 5G, and there was big reactions from operators oh. outside saying uh, we do not want this and so on. So it's it's a it's a ongoing debate. But I think in 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 general, this is one area where the government will have to take a more active role, mm-hmm. given that this is a much larger ecosystem play that's involved with 5G. I mean, there's going to be multiple industries benefiting out of the investment, and it's not just the operator who can invest and, and get the return on that investment. So, it's going to be a, a combinatorial effect and it has to be a partnership. So, the government will have a larger role to play. So
1: Great. In fact, we can look at what's being done already, and if you could uh, maybe Anita, tell us about what the global adoption so far has been
2: sure i think if you look at the countries that kind of were leading the pack right yeah. south korea definitely uh, stands out mm-hmm. uh, with sk telecom i think has gone live in multiple cities um, and of course in north america also you know there's a lot of uh, good rollouts happening from verizon and also at and i think mm-hmm. europe is also kind of getting on to it so I mean, across the globe, if you now see uh, the adoption is increasing and there are multiple telcos coming out and, you know, going live with 5G. Um, and
1: these are all, again, backed by the whole government effort, which mm-hmm. you're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Absolutely. So it's when they push for this, that's when this actually gets uh, gets done.
2: Correct. Apart from the government regulation, you also have a body like 3GPP, which is, I think, you know, kind of trying to define an uh, right. industry standard on how the whole technology uh, adoption and the framework and the standards around it for, yeah. yeah correct
1: in fact there's even within manufacturing there has to be an adoption of some standard otherwise there'll be incompatibility between devices and so on but i think that's that sort of that consortium or that co-development i think has been happening for some time now
2: correct, correct. Uh,
1: even in the technology providers uh, in this space correct right so tell us a little more about the industry adoption of this technology. Like what's what's backing this and leading to how it's been picked up?
2: It's a very interesting question because 5G, like they say, is, you know, not just a play for telcos, mm-hmm. but it's actually a cross industry, you know, impact that everybody will see and how they will benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just take at two or three broad industries, right? If you look at governments, for example, I mean, most of the uh, countries or governments have adopted smart cities. Mm-hmm. But with 5G technology coming, I think it'll really boost up how you adapt different scenarios in a smart city, um, you know, what are the benefits that you would be able to pass on to your citizens. And that goes back to the point that Martin, you're saying, how technology will benefit the common lives as well. And there are multiple scenarios around it. The second industry that would, you know, greatly benefit is in terms of healthcare. Um, You know, when we talk about uh, remote robotic surgery, etc, then of course, in manufacturing, or if you look at the automotive industry, I mean, We've seen multiple companies trying to explore or uh, do a research around autonomous uh, cars, vehicles. So I think, uh, again, 5G will definitely boost that kind of, uh, uh, Yeah. yeah, that kind of industry. So
1: all of these sectors which are still in this new phase of, you know, being ubiquitous connectivity, I think that's the biggest change that 5G is going to bring. And all of these sectors are adopting 5G because that's the standard which allows them to do this high- throughput, high density okay. sort of communication. Yeah. This brings me to also ask, like since all of this was pretty much on paper until a while ago and mm-hmm. now it's finally getting uh, rolled out, what is uh, what is Accenture doing in this space? What kind of projects do you do? What kind of projects are finally, you know, going from the drawing board to, to on ground? Uh, if you could... Tell us a little bit about
0: that. Yeah, and most um, operators, most uh, people who are getting on to the 5G journey, um, like we just discussed, are in the initial stages, right? I mean, they've just started either thinking about the deployments or they're thinking about what is their strategy and so on. So that's kind of the first, uh, you know, point at which we engage with them in terms of identifying for example what's the the best uh, strategy for them in their spectrum usage i mean with their current spectrum availability and what's mm-hmm. what's you know what is it that they should look out for so that what kind of applications that they can come out with with mm-hmm. with that spectrum availability that they have what would be the use cases that they can spend their you know effort on If the operators, for example, don't want to end up just being connectivity providers and want to build those vertical solutions, maybe I want to build as an operator, I want to build a solution for the oil and natural gas industry, because that's that's kind of the area that's picking up this much more for in terms of, you know, industrial factories of the future and so on. That could be another uh, area that we we kind of advise them
1: Hmm.
0: based on our expertise in that, you know, industry domain and so on. Uh, Then we also have, um, you know, uh, accelerators and offerings um, that help them do their deployment faster. So more efficiently, um, ensuring that we can, uh, you know, use automated um, interventions to to make sure that they're doing a very efficient operations uh, while deployment and post deployment. So taking care of the networks once it's ready in terms of, you know, we know it's going to be a hybrid scenario. We know that 4G is going to be around for a a longer time, it's not going to go away. So they need to operate the 4G network, they need to operate the 5G network, they need to know how to, you know, make sure that the interventions are, you know, taken care of in the right way, etc. So we have offerings around that. And for the first time ever, I think... Technology has a play in in the network scenario. I mean, otherwise it would have been a very network-centric hardware uh, kind of a you know play uh, mm-hmm. till now. But for the first time, because we are talking about um, virtualized networks, we are talking about being able to do you know deploy software that they can that can actually you know. Uh, do the function of your network at the endpoint. So, I can decide. Um, I, I can take a you know today what we get is a white box from from Cisco and so on, and I can deploy either a router or a firewall firewall on it through a software. So right. I can I can actually right. determine whether it's a router or a firewall, mm-hmm. and I can control it with the software. This kind of decoupling has uh, has got a lot more technology play now in the space. So and that's another area that we work on in the virtualized network space.
1: Very interesting. Could you maybe tell us about a project which is already underway or a couple of things which are, you know, right now uh, happening in this space? And uh, again, what's the what's the first kind of implementation that's going on on the ground in this space?
0: Yeah, some very interesting, um, not normal kind of projects that we're working on. I mean, one is with, a, with an operator in the Middle East. Uh, they want to start with um, building those vertical industry specific solutions that I was talking about earlier. And uh, we are um, working with them as systems integrators. And the project that we are working on is to bring in uh, three uh, MVPs to the market for this operator all in different uh, industries and to make sure that we can we can bring it live in in a very short period of time and we're talking about uh, as uh, as low as about uh, 8 to 10 weeks so mm. starting from uh, envisioning what we want to do till till deployment in production with minimal integration with our legacy systems we're talking about a 8 to 10 week period and uh, this includes solutions like um, you know in a in a very crowded scenario where you have number of people uh, congregating for an event how do i ensure right uh, connectivity and um, bandwidth and bandwidth and, availability yeah. for everybody uh, and and also to look at uh, safety solutions in that space so to make sure that uh, citizen safety is taken care of with camera interventions and uh, you know recognition based on what's what could be a crime scene and what's not and, and actually wow. actually doing interventions around it. So that's something that we're developing for this um, operator in the Middle East right now. Wow,
1: it's, it's a full stack sort yeah. of solution where the backbone is the sort of a 5G Correct. Uh, backbone and then, of course, the solution builds uh, on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, there's more examples of stuff like this uh, being done out there?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's another industry example where for a large oil and gas um, there was an industry solution developed where I mean typically when you think of oil and gas right you're talking about pipes which run like in kilometers uh, we're talking about and inspection of that those pipes is very critical because any corrosion could lead to a you know complete downtime of the plant so this was a solution developed uh, along with telco from that region uh, of how you can help, uh, help that oil and gas company in ensuring that you can have a predictive maintenance Mm -hmm. uh, using robotic and of course backed by the you know capability that 5G provides in terms of enhanced mobile broadband because you are talking about remote area and you are also talking about terabytes of data where you take pictures of the pipe and you know that gets processed real time and is able to tell you you know is there a high corrosion does it need intervention and you know what's the next step so that was another interesting uh, you know very
1: very very cool indeed so I guess when you start to realize the capability increase that you get with Mm -hmm. a new, you know, backbone technology like this, you also start to envision solutions which you never thought would be possible.
0: Absolutely. Right. Sending a
1: very large photo file across the network, across, you know, geographies, getting it processed and sent back. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Uh, you would not think of, you know, being able to even solve for something like this uh, before this. So, uh, Anita, you mentioned earlier about, you know, more use cases within new fields like connected vehicles and robotic surgery. Uh, Could you elaborate on what exactly would be now possible because of 5G in these spaces?
2: Sure. I mean, if you take the example of connected vehicles, essentially we are talking about vehicle-to-vehicle talking to each other and these are autonomous vehicles. And when we look at that scenario, I think it's important that the connection doesn't break between these two and they're able to seamlessly talk. And one of the features that 5G has is on network slicing that ensures that there is, you know, it brings in that reliability and makes... That interface seamless.
1: Okay, and that's base capability of the of, of the technology 5G. again. The assured bandwidth or assured connectivity. Of and
2: the ability to be able to slice the network in such a way that you have a dedicated uh, you know connection available that it doesn't break.
1: Very interesting. Okay, uh, what what is is uh, similar I would say a technological and advancement you know which uh, which 5g brings.
0: I I would say multi-axis edge computing is another important um, addition. I mean, here you're talking about um, devices at the edge. Uh, When I say at the edge, as close to the user as possible, as as close to the the end user as possible. You have devices that have the ability to compute, store, not to large extents, but but enough to do communication that need not take a hoop back to the central processor and back again. Right. So that kind of gives you the ability to provide low latency, for example. That also gives you the ability to maybe provide a much more secure interaction. I don't need to, for example, my credentials at the home need not necessarily go to the operator. Right. I could have an edge device that, that manages this and so on and so forth. It gives you so much more capability to control the end point uh, in a much more secure way.
1: Very interesting. So that brings me actually to the kind of, you know, people that you have on your teams and the kind of roles uh, that folks are playing in this space. Uh, who would you recommend get into a career into this into such a new uh, uh, technology today? Uh, it,
0: it, again, great question. Uh, we've also learned uh, in the process in terms of what's the the right mix of skills that's required uh, in the examples that i was just talking about the kind of work that we're doing um, as you rightly said it's 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 a full stack mm-hmm. so we're starting from from the very basic uh, communications protocols to to the software on top of it to artificial intelligence to do image recognition to dashboards and analytics. So it's it's the whole set of uh, skills that are required. And we're not expecting all of this to be in one person, right. of course. But there's a lot more software and technology component. That's, that's really what's differentiating now and not just about Knowing the protocols and the hardware behind it, so it's a combination of of both, and I think the best uh, best um, suited for this is someone with with some background on software development, with core core skills around software development, and with some uh, background on. Uh, communications engineering that's that's kind of the the core skill that would that would really make you suited to to go further down and deep dive into this area Mm -hmm. and and with that of course you can branch out into i mean would you want to focus on artificial intelligence, would you want to focus on analytics, would you want to look at the specific applications or even the the industry knowledge that you can bring in from outside, not just about communications and technology, but but really, am I an expert in, for example, oil and natural gas, like like what Anita just spoke about? What is it that I need to know about the refinery so that I can build the right solution for you in collaboration with... With an operator, for example, that's a great uh, skill to have. And and we as systems integrators, Accenture as systems integrators, will play that role because we have worked with clients with you know different mm-hmm. industries. So we we bring in our expertise, and then and then we bring in the people who understands the technology and and build the solution together for them. So
1: right, so definitely you would say that this is this is a space which uh, is for very future thinkers or people who can envision solutions yeah. knowing what is capable
0: very true right very true.
1: Uh, i mean of course it is that you have to have the backbone and understanding of the underlying technology but uh, it's really that other uh, above layer which uh, gives you that edge uh, in this space but that thank you so much i think a lot of people who are listening in today would have uh, been a lot more informed now the about what 5g actually provides and the You know, the scope of what solutions may come because of this. And of course, the fact that it will really change our mobile experience as we know it, not just from our cell phones, but to, uh, you know, everything else that's connected uh, in our universe today. Thank you so much, Mathangi. Thank you so much, Anita. This was a great conversation. It was lovely having you here. Uh, And we look forward to uh, many more people listening in and talking 5G very soon. Thank you. Thank you, Shulamit. Thank you you. you so much, Anita. Mathangi, this was a very insightful and informative conversation. As a leading business partner, Accenture has been involved in implementing 5G and they have some big plans for it in the future. They're truly revolutionizing what can be done in this space and how it can be utilized in businesses. We covered a lot today, like what 5G is, how it's different from previous generations and where it's headed. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope everyone had a great time listening in and a lot of people are inspired to take up a job in this space for their professional career. To everyone else listening in, if you're excited about what we discussed here today and if you're interested in exploring careers with Accenture, check out the open positions at careers.accenture.com. Again, thank you all for listening in to all these conversations. Hope you enjoyed and learned a few new things yourselves. Talk to you all again soon. Filter coffee is a fascinating beverage. You need to pick the right beans, blend them in the right proportion, roast them to perfection, and slow brew at the right temperature to get the perfect cup. Which is exactly like great conversations as well. You need to track down the most interesting minds, get them into their zone, and settle down for an unhurried, unscripted chat. And coffee for me is always, always, always best enjoyed with friends. I'm Karthik Nagarajan, and do share my table as I meet some of the most interesting people I know and sit them down for a strong cup of coffee and an even stronger conversation. Join me every Wednesday for a freshly brewed episode. This is not frappe. This is the Filter Coffee Podcast. Hi,
2: I'm Sariunat Rajan.
1: And I'm Alok Prasanna Kumar. And we are the hosts of the Ganatantra Podcast. On this podcast, we speak to academics, social scientists, journalists and activists to find out what's actually going on in Indian politics.
2: On this podcast, we stay away from personality politics, intrigue and gossip and instead focus on the data, research and analysis that drives all this.
1: So tune in to the Ganatantra Podcast, where new episodes are out every Wednesday on the IVM Podcast app, website, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.